Ooh, yum. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I am the man, the myth, the legend. No, I am your humble host, Jason Langrader. Uh, as always, thank you for turning in. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, 44th episode, I believe this is, and uh, it's it's cruising right along. Um, getting close to the big 5-0, and uh, it's only October. It, um, it's been quite a, a ride. It's been quite a year, starting these at the end of January, um, and it's been fun. I've been learning along the way, making a lot of mistakes along the way, uh, doing some things right, doing some things wrong, and I still haven't done a freaking interview yet. I know I've been reached out by a couple people to do that, uh, to do just that, and I still need to pull a trigger on that. Um, I just haven't had time to prepare <laughs> for for the uh, just putting wrapping my head around something like that, so I need to do that because I'd like to have a few episodes here by the end of the year where I'm actually interviewing, talking to some people about whiskey. Um, I was going to have my cousin on because I wanted to get her, you know, a, a, a woman's perspective on it because she's had quite the journey, too, since October in Chattanooga um, when she discovered her bourbon side, um, fell in love with Blanton's, and then the rest was history. But um, so she was going to kind of be one of my first interviews. I had also interviewed her husband, Phil, when we were in, in um, yoga, and that just fell off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just uh it was catastrophic so sadly uh i haven't been able to release any interview style podcast just yet um the only thing with multiple people on it's been the tasting from uh, louisville back in march uh, which was fun um growing impatient uh that is to say the least waiting for my barrel pick to get here um i'm not even going to know for four weeks is how many bottles i have um kind of doing some rough math and going through some of like the buffalo trace guide to angel share and how you know you lose a, a percentage from the first year and then it kind of dialed back there's actually a spreadsheet out there to give you a rough idea of a near 12 year bourbon would be roughly 32 gallons after that amount of time which would translate to close to 160 bottles. Um, and that's before being cut. The thing, the thing that I'm unclear on is how much water do they actually add to bring, bring it down to proof? So to go from 128 down to 94, how much water is being added to that? There's different information out there on the internet that kind of tells you, well, they could be a significant amount or it could be a little bit amount. It depends on how much they did, they added during the, the, the life of the barrel, which sometimes they'll add some water during its aging process. I don't, I have, uh, there's lots of things I need to study on. Some goals for the winter, if you will. Um, would like to go to get my bourbon steward uh, certification and also to get a um, single malt certification over the winter. Uh, do you want to do some side jobs? I'll pay for that. Um, mainly, so that next season, season two of the Big Red Dram, I will sound a little more polished. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of you are listening to these relying on to a, clearly an amateur um, and just kind of developing uh, who is developing over the course of the year a bit of a palette, being able to kind of um, come up with descriptors and be able to smell different things. And, and those are some of the things over the winter. Um, after the first season's over, I'm going to work on a little bit 
to kind of hone the skill set a little bit and then to also get some certifications to um, advance my advance my knowledge base of more detailed information on the process of whiskey i've been to so many distill i've been to a few distilleries now not a lot but i've been to quite a few well that just sounds like a double that doesn't even sound right i've been (laughs) been to five maybe less than a dozen so i haven't been to a lot but i've been to a few not quite a few a few um and just to kind of get the process down properly to have the right lingo jargon so to speak and also to kind of know obviously from you know from a to b from water to whiskey whatever how everything goes in order and also how to kind of have it all down so i'm not trying to remember it it's all ingrained and memorized and everything else so that i can uh, not do what i'm doing right now Oh man, this episode has been hard to start. I think this is my ninth start, so I'm going to stick with that and we're just going to roll with it, Um, which is, again, unrehearsed. It's what it's supposed to be. So anyway, growing impatient with the whole process and wanting to get my bottles just because I want to get my hands on them. And uh, as a result of thinking about it, I went downstairs and grabbed my Elijah Craig Barrel Select hand grenade, which it's affectionately called, and my little itty-bitty Heaven Hill um, Glencairn glass, which I still get a kick out of because I'd, I have never seen a scaled down version of this Glencairn to scale like I have this one. The only one I have is a slightly exaggerated version that I got from Ardbeg and Lefroig, um, which those are three years old, four years old now. And, um, yeah, it, they don't look anything like this one. And this was from my barrel selection. And the Elijah Craig Barrel Select is 125 proof. Um, the details on it are kind of sketchy. Um, it's a no. It's a non-age statement. Um, it's 125 proof. Like I said, they're they're 200 milliliters or 20 cl's, uh, 20 centiliters, um, and it was 32 dollars after tax. I think it was 29.99 at the gift shop, and I think you can only get these at the gift shop. Um, gift shops of Elijah Craig, whether it be the uh, Evan Williams Experience downtown Louisville or at Heaven Hill Distillery uh, campus in Bardtown. Um, it's a cool bottle because it is. It's a hand, I mean, it feels like a hand grenade. It's in the shape of a barrel. Um, it's a screw cap. You can kind of hear it threading there. <laughs> uh, and it's... You know, I, I had poured myself a little bit before this episode, and during the night starting up this one, I knocked it over. Fortunately, I didn't put that much in there. Um, I pour probably pretty close to just over a l- actual dram unit of measure, which is, I think, 164th of an ounce. <laughs> That's not true. This is probably a half an ounce maybe a little less maybe a quarter ounce i don't pour big pours as my cousin's husband phil uncle phil will attest i i pour a little bit like a pussy um and that is because i try to savor it um i probably should make bigger pours i do make bigger pours when i'm making um old fashions but when i'm tasting 
my pores get very, very pulled back because I don't want to get racked. Uh, lessons learned from the past. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to do this, the barrel select, because it was the closest thing that I own right now to what it really kind of smelled like coming out of the barrel. And um, this one in particular has a very similar nose to it. Um, it's not as in depth as the barrel pick that we had was, um, but it does have the, the brown sugar, cinnamon, vanilla bomb nosing that, that high proof Elijah Craig has just some deep, rich vanilla caramel It is it is very, and again, this is through a smaller Glencairn, but it still does the trick. The ethanol is not very potent coming out of it. It really is more fragrance than anything. And it's just, uh, as I like to say, it noses for days. Because you can just sit here and casually whiff away. Um, on the palate, it's got some spice to it. It's hot. Um, it still has that brown, sugary, vanilla, caramel, light oak that um a good bourbon will have that's probably too general i shouldn't say a good bourbon will have i should say that it has those flavor profiles that this particular one has um, but you do find them in common um I think when I read people's opinions of this and they say thin, I think they're generally referring to the mouthfeel. If you've ever had an Old Forester 1920, it has a thicker, oily mouthfeel to it when compared to the 1910, which I really, really like. Um, this has a kind of a spicy, fruity, almost floral palette to it. Um, I get kind of a bouquet of flowers to it with a nice balance um, with the caramel and the brown sugar and, and the um, a little bit of a milk chocolate, uh, cinnamon, and it's warm. Um, it's got a nice finish. It does give you a good Kentucky hug, uh, as they like to call it, um, something I learned while in Bargetown. Um and it lingers for a little bit. I've read some reviews where it's short and uneventful. I would disagree with that. Um, this one is kind of hanging around for a little bit. Um, it's a good. I mean, for thirty bucks, and you're getting a hundred. I mean, it's 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 steep. I haven't had. I have one coming, but I haven't had a barrel proof yet. Um, I have not sampled, tasted, or been exposed to a barrel proof other than things I've read. Um, and it's an A, what is it, 231, thir I forget what the number is. Um, it's the A bottle. There's an A, B, and a C. Um, that's neither here nor there. That'll be its own episode. But for this, it does. it's not watered down. It's very simplistic um, in its finish. But again, it lingers. But it is a nice well-rounded little 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 dram um especially for especially for what it is i do enjoy it 
Um, Score-wise, it's an 85. It's nothing earth-shattering, but it's not disappointing. And it's it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great display piece. Um, I'm looking forward to we're having a tasting with the League of Ordinary Gentlemen this weekend, which is my boys from uh, Kentucky. We'll be coming over, Brant, Olaf, and John, and we're going to be doing some uh, 40 and under bottles. I'm planning on pulling out a lot of the Heaven Hill stuff that I got in Bardstown, um, as well as uh, the old tub that I purchased and a few other things. And um, looking forward to having a good a good tasting. Um, and I'm going to have them try this, because this, they're kind of not getting what the barrel pick big deal is with the barrel pick. So I'm going to kind of give them a little bit of this, because it is similar in the nose not as much as the palette the palette that from the barrel was just richer it had uh, more depth to it It was very more complex uh the the finish was of course lingered forever because it was a higher proof um but even watered down it had a it had a satisfying finish to it and this satisfies the itch if you will, of wanting to experience that bottle be sooner rather than later. But um, this is a nice, neat, little unique product. I, I get a kick out of it. I do see him show up every now and then online for for trades. But uh, again, I'm more into sips and not flips. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, a few other unopened bottles that I can't have till Christmas. But this is good stuff. Again, for the money, it's 30 bucks for 20 centiliters. I mean, there's good bottles you can buy for that. Um, trying to think. Uh, my Warehouse 9 that I got from Bunahaven, um was a, was a was that a 30 centiliter? It might have been 30. I think it was 20. Um but they're out there. I mean, there's some good whiskeys you can get for t in 20 centiliters. I know that I just saw recently a Whiskey Acres that was a 375. Um, it's kind of an, uh, uh, an experimental bottle that Benny's had um, that I was just taking a look at. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, like my first 46 was a 375. Um, the 20 centiliters, there was a uh, Brook Lottie Black Art that um i think it's on fine drams that i was that was like 150 bucks for a 20 centiliter and i was like well it's 400 dollars for the full bottle um trying to justify it but i couldn't pull the trigger but um <laughs> they're they're in this particular case it's worth getting it um i feel if you're at bardstown and you're going through distilleries it's absolutely something you should grab um same with the barrel proofs, whatever they might have, because um, it's something different. It's it gives you a little bit of a more in depth, uh, slightly hotter version of the standard Elijah Craig, um, and I'll be interested because I plan on hopefully not finishing it off before Christmas. But uh, I know that there's a, a barrel proof coming my way around Christmas time, and I would like to try the. Uh, I should also have my barrel pick. So that'll be an interesting episode. It'll be the Elijah Craig episode around or shortly after Christmas or before New Year's. So stay tuned where it will be um, the single batch, small batch select, sorry, 94 proof, 
the single barrel pick at 94 proof, the um, A123, I think it is, um, barrel proof um, from Elijah Craig, and then this, Elijah Craig Barrel Select at 125. It'll be interesting to see those four stack up against each other uh, and the differences. Um, that'll be a fun little episode. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so, hey, so there you go. <laughs> I could probably go on another rant, but I don't want to keep rambling on and uh, taking up all of your time. So thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, the Elijah Craig Barrel Select Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey at 125 proof, 62.5. Um, and as I said, it was $29.99 at the uh, Elijah Craig Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky, um, also known as Heaven Hill. Um, good stuff. I really, really like it. Like I said, it was at E5. Um, easy drinking. Not too bad. Um, really wish I'd have bought two. <laughs> One of these days I'll learn to buy backups, but uh, they really should do more samplings while you're there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you as always for listening, and uh, I hope you go out there and enjoy whiskey one dram at a time. <laughs>